This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Series 8, episode 15. The man who was once as cold as frozen as that lone chicken fillet forgotten about in the back recesses of the kitchen freezer to the man now most warm in media in Melbourne. I welcome Craig Hutchison to today's The Sounding Board. It is officially Hutchie done. You are thawed. Hardly, Damo, but thank you for the facetious opener. It's not facetious. It's factual. How are you, Damien? You are, you, are, you are thawed. In fact, if you were any more thawed, we'd need to be adding some coolant to the mix just to, just to bring it back a little bit. Explain to me. You're, you're too others, hot at the moment. What are you talking about? I've managed to subject myself to... Two and a half hours of you. It wasn't just one interview. There were two interviews. It was part A and part B of you on the Howie Games this week. And so, I've managed to listen to every single second. And I'm done, Hutchie. I'm, I'm officially done. Excuse me for asking the obvious, but <laughs> since you sit next to me for an hour a week and we know each other very well, and you've been nearly there through all those stories, why the hell would you listen to that? Because <laughs> I needed to. I needed to for yeah, our I'll listeners. I'll tell you what, you, you, you went program. time coding, didn't you? Looking for a nugget that you could turn against me. I, put a, I, I had to put a boy on to time code it. It was, it was two and a half hours, Archie. You, you went looking for selfish <laughs> reasons. But actually, in all seriousness, it was nice to catch up with Howie because we did spend a lot of time together back in the day and through my lament and my um, focus elsewhere. I haven't seen as much of him as I'd like. So it was nice to have a good old-fashioned catch-up. I hate to admit this. It actually was a good listen. And I don't like admitting that. Oh, please. Let's, <laughs> we're starting to sound like Kane Corns now, talking about other people, talking about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, one thing I didn't... One... Don't, don't move off it, Archie. We've got a few more oh, minutes of this go. left. Don't, right. don't do what you normally do and move off. So for those who haven't caught up with it, and, and you may not have, I mean, there would be a crossover of a certain amount of people between this show and Howie's show and how he thinks he's got the best podcast in Australia, and he probably does, and it is a very good podcast. Um, just, Jane, I think we've got a little, uh, little montage of Archie's work. At the risk of sounding corny, I'll say it anyway, I'm really proud of Hutchie because he has built a wonderful life, a wonderful business, and gee, he is having a go. He's having a crack, something that I really rate. When anyone asks me what's Hutchie like, I'm like, he's the most loyal bloke I know. That's the first thing I say about you, and you're really loyal to your mates back in Warrigal. You have a friend of the year, which yeah. you nominate every year, which I, I think is so cool. You've done well to remember that. And you nominated me your friend of the year back in times when I... When I had less on, so <laughs> congratulations! You were probably Thank like you. the 2009 friend of the year, so eight or nine, right. one of those years. People that won't know you may or may not think this you're a humble character, but the number of people you've given opportunities to is that the positive side of yeah, what you're cool, doing? Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Mate, it's fantastic. Yeah. You look at even you know Damo who left newspapers and then went on a different path, and yeah. how well he's gone. Yeah. Look at Kane Corns and gone from a fireman, really, in essence, to being one of the biggest cut-through media identities in the country. Jane, Jane that'll do. Jane, no more. No more. I've listened to it once. I, I can't do it anymore. It was a love-in. You, you're, you're really good, Hutchie. No, you, you're, you're better than me, Howie. No, 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 Hutchie, you, you've, you've done stuff that no one's ever done. No, no, Howie, you've done a lot of good work too, mate, with your... I can't, oh, argue, I can't argue with that, to be fair. It was, it was two old mates catching up. Oh. He, his podcast is a very positive platform. <laughs> So if you get a hard time on that podcast, <laughs> you want to have a good look at yourself. I, I did. I do listen to it a lot. I, I, I must admit, I don't listen to every single episode, but I try and listen to it most episodes. And we could probably take, or a lot of media could probably take a, a leaf out of how he's positivity. Yeah, his positivity is infectious. It works, cuts through, and ha had a lot of feedback on it. So you can tell 
uh, even more than you already knew going in the scale of the audience that he's built nationally. So it's a, it's a credit to him. Oh, the only problem is, though, Hutchie, I heard, I'd had heard every story at least once. Yeah. And you must one, have some other back catalogue yeah, of story. Yeah, well, one story between the two of us that I meant to get to on the day but didn't. And I'll try and tell as succinctly as I can. You'll probably, on, you had two and a half hours with him and you, you left this on the cutting room floor. <laughs> You'll probably tell me that I told this in, a, in an early episode, series of the sounding board. And you, but I'll tell it again anyway for those. There's every chance you have. <laughs> he, he played a small role, Howie, in what our business looks like now because of a project we worked on or almost worked on together. Okay, I don't think I know this one. So the floor is yours. When I had moved to New York and I was doing some radio crosses back to Australia with a sponsor, Howie said to me, I'd love to go to the World Cup in Germany. So that would have been, what, 2008 or 6 or 7 or somewhere around there, maybe 6? Six? Six, 2006. Maybe. Yep. It was before our business began. He said to me, I'd like to go to Germany and do some work and do and cover the Socceroos. He was there at the Uruguay game, more similar, loved it. How do I go? What can I do? And how do we work together? And do you want to try and help me commercialise this? And I wasn't in business at the time. And I said, oh, I'll give it a go. We're mates. So the idea was that I would I would build a product called Howie on tour. He was not then Howie Howie. No. He wasn't as known as he is now or as related to by people as he is now. It'd be a brilliant product now. So let's build Howie on tour. We'll create voyeurism of your laconic trip through Germany. We'll do radio crosses back to Australia. We'll create a blog. In those days, there were blogs, howieontour.com. We'll, I'll get a website, build it on the early days of websites, and we'll create this fun character the kids at school can look, log online and see how his trip's going. Good idea. For all, 2006, really good idea. All those things. Yeah. Went to the ad market not knowing what I was doing. Had no clue at all. And found and, and found some radio distribution, which I didn't had never done before. Found a spot in Sydney for him. and I don't know how. And we worked on it and built his yeah. tour. And Adidas were one of the sponsors, I remember. I think First National was one of the sponsors at the time. And we built a tour. Seven weeks, we go to the Adidas factory in Germany. You'll get a little bit of... And social wasn't even a thing back then, yep. bear in mind. So we got... I think MySpace was still the dominant uh, it might have been. social media platform. So collectively, we got the tour built and Howie on Tour was born. And it was called Howie on Tour. HowieOnTour.com. Yep. And ready to go. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, and through no fault of Howie's, a day or two before the tour was due to begin, he had to pull out for family reasons. So there was a family um, or a private uh, matter he had to deal with at the time. No, no dramas, but it was a great shame because we'd spent, and I'd spent six weeks practicing what really became of our business yeah. now. So went home, crestfallen, and then what am I going to do? I've gone to the ad market, I've built a product, I've built the dot-com, I'm carrying the risk on the... Yeah. And someone said to me, oh, it's a shame you can't find another Howie. And for a moment, I laughed, and then this, for the second minute, I thought, that would solve things. <laughs> Who else do I know has the name Howie? <laughs> and so I rang Channel 10 reporter Anthony Howard. I remember Anthony Howard. <laughs> who, it was a, it, who was and is a fantastic media identity and performer, but yep. a very much more stern, yep. uh, straight man, as opposed to Howie's laconic. The whole brand was built around the laconicness. Yeah. And I rang Howie and uh, Anthony Howard and said... What are you doing tomorrow? Would you like to go to Germany for seven weeks? <laughs> or the next day. He said, oh, let me have a think about it. Let me talk. Came back. Yeah, I'd be interested. He'd just finished at Channel 10 from memory. We cut a deal where I would pay him for seven weeks. I gave him a tape recorder. By then I had one. 
And, and a per diem. I said, we've just got one more day to get through. We're going to have to go out to Adidas tomorrow and, and tell them bad news about the old Howie, but there's a new Howie. <laughs> <laughs> so we turned up in the lobby of Adidas in Waverley. Our great marketing team and still are. And Beck Ballard, who worked for us, is still there. Love Beck. And look, the bad news is Howie can't make it. The good news is he is... And I'm in the in the lobby trying to coach Anthony Howard on not to be so stiff. Look, now you've got to, you got to show a bit of personality or this ain't going to work. And Anthony has got great personality, but he's persona on media to that point. Anyway, we get the gig and Anthony goes to Germany for me on Howie on tour. Change the images on the website. <laughs> and away we go. We, he gets to Germany about one and a half weeks in covering the Socceroos. He gets through the Adidas factory. We're onto the, the crosses. And the tape recorder I gave him, Damo, Broke. Right. <laughs> and on the early days of what became, like this was before our business, before Croc Media existed. He goes into the German, whatever city he was in in Germany, he goes into the Blaupunkt, the photographic yeah, repair store. Yep. He says, oh, my, um, my dictaphone or my photo or whatever it was, it was broken. The lady behind the counter has empathy for him. Says, oh, I can help you out. They meet for a coffee that day. They are now married with kids. Oh, he ended up, Mark Howard being unavail, unavailable to go to Germany, created Anthony Howard's future wife. It's almost a movie in that, Archie. And, and by extension, wet my appetite a little bit for what radio syndication could be. So I don't know how we didn't get to that, but that that is... Well, you talked about yourself, and now he spoke about himself as much as, true as yourself I, in that two and a half True years. as I sit here, I know how he would have loved to have gone to Germany and... the. the the issue he had at the time was unforeseen and, and thankfully worked out okay. But Did you have a plan C on that on that uh, project? No. Well, I was going to go <laughs> no, to, go to H in the phone book. There were phone books back there. <laughs> but Anthony Howard went to Germany for me under Mark Howard's guise on howieontour.com and ended up meeting his German wife. Love it. Love it. Did he fly so, Qantas, do you know? I think he flew affordably. Don't we? Afford- no, yeah. I, I asked that because we may as well get to the... He didn't read the Australian Financial Review in the... In the uh, Business class, let's put it that way. Well, let, let, let's get to that topic right now because th- this is right up our alley, this one, isn't it? This this, this AFR, Qantas, Alan Joyce, yep. Joe Aston topic. And, John, we might need the uh, the glass jewel stinger to go with it. Is that a fair assessment, Hutchie, on some of this? We'll just run this stinger anyway. Someone's had a go at us. This can't happen. Someone outside the tent's bagging us. <laughs> this is unacceptable. So there's a glass jaw component to this fascinating media story. The glass jaw is not eligible for anyone who's not a journalist. So the glass jaw only here could be Joe Aston's anger at their anger at Joe Aston. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. No, it's Are we re- limited to journalism? Refined to journalism. Oh, okay. Well, that's yep. fair enough. Yep. Are you scared of getting sued by Ellen Joyce? No. We, all the, the whole all, premise all here, Donna, in case your ears have been painted on, you haven't been oh, listening to the last two series. I think you've had a little, uh, little it, balk there. Is, no, is that the media... Okay. We can give it, but we can't take it. Okay, all right. Well, now there's new criteria on that. I wasn't. I wouldn't have run that stinger, but it's That's so okay. good Joe we have Aston to run. Was the, uh, the AFR are outraged at Qantas's outrage? So um, they set it up. Set it background, up. Background: Joe Aston has been attacking Alan Joyce in the Australian financial in review. the Australian. Yeah. Alan Joyce and Joe Aston had some dealings. Joe's dealt. Gone behind the curtain and reported on what the private dealings have been. That's right. In fact, he, he relayed word for word the response yep. uh, via private, well, not private, but just via email. Which is just, unusual in media, yep. even in the biggest stash. You don't often get the real behind the curtains exchange between the two before the final product is. And then uh, Alan Joyce removed the AFR. <laughs> no, I love this. <laughs> from Qantas Business Lounge, Australian Financial Review. And 
also restricted Wi-Fi access in the lounge yeah. to any form of uh, access to, to the AFA. <laughs> he got the, he struck at the Wi-Fi, got the algorithm as well, <laughs> as, well as the hard copy. Well, Joe Aston, who I reckon that's funny. If you can pick one person in Australia who didn't want to be in a fight with in the public, yeah. it's probably him. To be fair, so <laughs> this is a reaction today in the Fin Review. You want to read this? Well, why don't I read one paragraph and you read the second? Um, the sad fact is that Alan Joyce is emotionally. Hang on a sec. Can you read it in the uh, media watch? Oh, media watch voice. Yeah. The sad fact is that Alan Joyce is emotionally ill-equipped to cope with his dead-set legend complex falling apart <laughs> upon close public inspection. It is absolutely devastating to him after 15 years of almost uninterrupted adulation to be seen for what he really is, just another overpaid, insecure, unexceptional businessman who believes his own bullshit. Sorry, I normally I wouldn't have read that yep. word out. Uh, just another CEO who did to his company what was best for himself. You keep going, Hutchie. And Joyce has sustained guys. the deepest wound to his internal dialogue, and his rage is like a wildfire. It goes to any opportunity it knows no proportion. It descends to every pettiness. He probably realised how silly purging the financial review would make him look, but his ego defence overrides any calculation of consequences. <laughs> Luckily, Qantas isn't sophisticated enough to lose my bags on purpose and to ban me from flights. They would need a customer relationship management system that isn't held together by rubber bands and twine. Instead, they'll just have to slip salt into my sugar bowl. Well read. Um, now, I would like to be able to write and turn a phrase like that. That's just one observation. Yep. That effect. I don't f- think I'd ever write the content of that about anyone publicly. It's a fair <laughs> whack, isn't it? Oh, wow. So just let's... let's Leave that to the side and uh, not much satire on that pretty full No, full there's no uh, ambiguity. What's your <laughs> view of their decision to remove the <laughs> AFR from Qantas Business Lounge? Well, see, I, I, that was why I ran the glass jaw part of it, which yep. I still think holds up in terms of my assessment of it. Look, they can, look, the big business people can do whatever they want to do, and, and, and that's what they've done. I'd be surprised if it was a permanent ban because I would have thought without access to – Australian Financial Review, either online or within the confines in, in, in the physical form of newspaper inside the Qantas Lounge, that would that would eliminate a lot of readership of, uh, of that particular publication, wouldn't it? Well, I don't think... Look, well, I, I don't think it's widely distributed. I, I don't think it's going to... It's not for us either. ...widely way. affect their distribution or their revenue. It's more of a, a statement. It's Well, Alan is, would not be used to being as criticised as that, as no. viciously as that. And that's Joe's point, isn't it? Yeah. And when you work in a business where you've been largely the dominant figure for a long time, with all due respect to the chair, Richard Goyder, it, it, it's Alan, been Alan Joyce's show. So that would be a new form of criticism. And it, it does, I'm sure, for those that aren't used to being criticised, it does hit a bit closer to the mark. Equally, you're right, he can he, he, has, he has every right to restrict and remove and make those subtle points. He can do what points. he wants. It's his product. Yep. He can do what he wants. Yep. I'm not sure it was the best strategic. No, I, I don't either. Yeah. No, I don't either. And, and I think there is a glass jaw component to it, isn't there, Hutchie? With with it, if if you want to remove it from our glass yeah. jaw nomination, there there is a glass jaw element. And ultimately, it. if this goes on at that level, Alan versus Joe, you watch just drift up into, you know, you got um, Richard Gordo, who's the chair. You've got Channel Nine on the AFR. Peter Costello's. It's like you can just see how this drifts up into a somewhere. Someone's going to we'll, say, "We'll predict it." I mean, you 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 are in this space. Where, where does it go? Well, I don't think – I think Joe Joe is the wild thing, fast bowler, right? I don't think you can tame him regardless of the level of management you are. Well, and if you write him emails, they're, they're just, they're, you yeah. may as well just send them publicly yeah. anyway because I mean, he's done that on this topic. There's been prime ministers and deputy prime ministers that have tried and failed on, on Joe, and he's, he calls as he sees it and fights for what he thinks is fair. So I don't – Have you ever met him? I haven't. No. But I, I – um, equally, I'm sure there'll be people higher up in both businesses saying, look, can you ask so-and-so to calm down? And go, well, you tell him first to do this and that. 
I think distribution was the wrong. Like having a mature argument without restricting business access would have been. I don't think that was the best strategic move. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that too. Without knowing exactly um, the lead up to it, apart from what we've seen publicly and what we've brought our, our listeners to, it's his right though. It's his right to do that yeah. if he wants. But he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's it's it is his airline, as 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 Joe has described him as, as running Qantas that way. Hutchie, again, as often is the case, there's a there's a dozen topics that are sounding board um, criteria worthy. So let's just we've jump. got a criteria. We have a strict criteria. It's whatever we want to talk about. Share that at some stage. It's whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. Kane Corns, good friend of yours, good friend of mine, one that we work with regularly throughout the course of uh, of of any given week. Under siege for the second time in the space of of about a month. The current topic is his views historically on Tim Taranto, Richmond recruit. Previous to that, it was his responses and his opinions on uh, Jason Horn Francis, who left North Melbourne to go to Port Adelaide last year. We have said, and we've been saying it maybe as, as, as far back as four or five years ago, this guy, as in this guy, Kane Corns, can get clicks in the current media landscape like no one else in sport. But there was ironically that uh, suggestion that he took the most offence to almost last night, wasn't it, on the, on the click front? So for those who missed footy classified, Kane hit back at those that were critical of his opinions on the weekend regarding Taranto. I think Daisy Thomas was one of them. I think Tony, uh, Shaw, to Tony Shaw was the other. I heard Matty Richardson have a go too on the weekend yep. somewhere. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, well, you, you do, give me your take. I'm probably a little bit a little bit too close. Oh, well, again, I, people think I'm just naturally, and by, by by being on autopilot, a friend of Kane's going to be defensive of him. Kane and I have stouches on and off here, and, and I'm not, I mean, I don't need to back over that, but when I say this about Kane, I'm doing it as an observation. I don't, I've never seen Kane say or do something purely to get a reaction, i.e. click. I've never known him to do that. He does delve deep into topics. He, he looks at topics and individuals within topics in a way that I don't look at at times. And I don't think very few, I think very few people do look at, but that's not by my assessment of it, his need as a starting point to identify something that is going to click. As you know, Hachi, often the, the, the issues that do click and the, do, the issues that do get momentum are the ones you actually don't prepare for. I mean, many times you would have experienced this more than I did, but the, sometimes the morning after a footy show, the actual issue that might be 10% of what you'd presented, but that's the one that takes off for, for reasons yeah. you've got no control over and didn't intend for it yeah. to be the case. And I reckon that's what's happening with Kane. And, and there's, there's vendettas being driven to as part of this, aren't there? People... I think in this space are jealous of his cut through and, and he, got, he attacked Mark Robinson in that space last night for, 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 for using his opinion, Kane's opinion to, to, to get clicks of his own through Kane's opinion. Well, he's reached a point now where his uh, opinions don't just grow our audience. They grow everybody else's off the back of it. So yep. the white labeling of his views has become an, a quick and easy way to scale digital audiences yep. and, I'm not criticising that. I'd be doing the same if I worked on the... Well, you've created, you've desk created this no, scenario. No, not at all. But he he cuts through, and so he's driving reaction debate on other platforms other than ours. So his, his comments are being grabbed and reworked. Yep. He, he was critical last night of people who, what he called, were lazy and write his comments. I would say they're probably just smart, right? They're, they're writing what they know their publishers want, which is stories that will drive their own platforms 
because he's but to his been... point, to his point, why don't those people try and find their own topics to, to, to generate the yeah. debate that has other media? Well, talking because about that's it. not their objective. Their objective is to drive audience in a digital world, not to drive relevance or opinion. Like if you and we've discussed this topic yeah. for years, yeah. Like let's understand objective. The objectives that are being driven by newspaper, digital led newspapers, is to drive audience scale and subscription, not to drive independent views. So you, it is a low hanging fruit, but it is also the need of the employer. Mm. So I, I have and a little more empathy for the newspaper now. On the on the opinion on the part timers on the weekends that he called with Darwin, well, Darwin Tony are probably not part-time necessarily by choice, and nor are their opinions any less relevant than his. So no, I, I, I defended that part of it a little yep. bit, a little yeah, bit last I, time. I would too. I mean, I mean Tony Shaw's credentials yep. don't need any backing is, over, and, and, and Dale Thomas is is at an early stage of a media career, which is, I, I think, going really, really I well do, too. I do too, yeah. and, and I enjoy Tony's work too. What, what I would say, he works harder than anybody else. Now, granted, he has seven days of responsibilities that feed that need. But he works harder than anyone else. Well, even that. It, it, and, there's and other it, people that work hard in media, Hutchie. I, I, yeah, I don't it, know whether he's the hardest. I, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt he's in I the conversation. Have, I wouldn't have said it's the hardest working industry, though, would you? Like, there are some people. Oh, it's pretty full on. It's pretty full on. There are some and, uh, experts who don't do nearly the scale of work that he does. That's that's not, that's not fair. He puts time in, absolutely. And yeah. then the other thing is, and I'm not begrudging those in the, in, in the shot selection here, in the club selection, but he hits driver off the tee Often, in an industry where people want to hit iron off the tee a lot, yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of iron off the tee um, commentators in our industry because it is sometimes a little bit safer to put the ball in play than yeah. to hit it out of bounds and risk the consequences. Yeah, he, and he if if he can be accused of anything, he might take driver out of the bag one two one holes yep. around. Yep, but for me, that's that's actually refreshing rather mm. than the safe play that we've yep. often seen. And no, not you know, there's some amazing experts in our industry, but there are. Understandably, yep. because of the need for want for longevity, yep. people hit iron off the tee. We've been talking about Kane specifically for, for, for years now on, on this show, and and we know that that what he does guarantees the click. I put it to you, Hutchie. That I spent a lot of time hitting the rescue club, by the way, <laughs> on, on his <laughs> behalf. No, on, just in general. On his behalf, <laughs> no. So does it impact on you? No, not at all. No, I, because okay, well, I, I, was, I want to raise something else in a moment. But, but before I, I do, can I put to you what some people are saying? And yep. and this is not me because I know the situation. Oh, here we are. The old some people are saying. No, no, but, but I think take your own view out of it and try and lie no, no, over the line. You know, I don't operate that way. Some you, people you know are saying that I feed it. I think there's a, the, a theory out there that you have created Cain de- deliberately. Now, I know that's not to be the case, but, but I just want to say, it's just so that I, we as a show are not accused of not a- asking you, the, have you created the monster that people believe you have? No, that is 0% and true. And I know you haven't, Hutchie. He is his own person with his own But do you encourage, opinions? again, people would argue that you brief him every day and say, listen, have you thought of saying this today? And again, I know that's not the case. People, people actually think that's what happens. The only discussions we really have are around kind of ideas around the game, uh, and but do you have them as part of a meeting for Footy Classified, or or do you speak daily? No, we don't. We I'd be surprised if you did. You never spoke. No, to we, me just, we might bump into each other and have, together. A, have a chat about it. You know, the only things I've probably tried to do over the over the way are to, to remind people that his football credentials are outstanding. Yep, he played three hundred games. He won four best and fairest, and so segments like close checking on Footy Classified are a nice way to remind people that he has a really nice observational line inside of the game. Oh, he knows footy back to front. And that segment is, if a, you know, 
you only ever get picked up on your negativity. And no, no, no one's going to replay. And I wouldn't say he's Tim. What's the segment called? I should know. Close checking. Yeah, no, no one's going to replay that. No one's really picking that up. Largely positive section. Yeah. I would say 60% of it is probably, 70% of it is highlighting good things. If people pick that up, they would repurpose it and put it under their own yeah, work. That's not, not, gonna drive, not, that's not going to drive digital that's scale. That's what I mean. Yep. And, and equally, like his Tim Tarano comment, that was that was made in the middle of a a, a fair-minded debate with David King. He, he It's his his view. The AFL coaches have got Tarano in the top 25 votes in the comp, albeit on the back of a great week, weekend. Champion Dart at that point had him 120. And Kane didn't think he's in the top 150. Now... The truth probably somewhere in the middle of all that, right? But it's just he didn't do it to drive reaction. He was in the middle of a discussion, and that's what he's there to do. Yeah, yeah. But the, what what everyone has to understand too is is sometimes the the social media sell on something said too is out of context, and and that that is, that is inclusive of his own organisation, Hutchie. And that's not a slight because those people are also in the game of needing to get something that yeah. has the attention of people. So, yeah. a, a ten minute conversation or, or you know, an hour, two hours on TV on on the Sunday Footy Show, it, it can be ten seconds going on ad break. Can be the can, can and has been sometimes the actual item that clicks. Yeah, and that's he's probably past the point of no return on that now, where people are going to pick up on what he says. Well, people are now and going a, back, trawling through it's a historical comments. It's, on a compl- it's a great compliment. Yeah, of if you can keep it in perspective, and that's the hard thing for him. It's just to keep it's it's a game. It's a ball with air in it. <laughs> before we Which move people off, people run it, after on the weekends. Before we move off it, I would argue Damien Hardwick was was actually as guilty of the offence in inverted yep. commas that he accused Kane of, and I, and I say that Damien Hardwick had until the weekend won only one match of football going into round eight. Now they beat the Witches Hats that were the West Coast Eagles, so he's now got two. Okay, so yep. he comes out of that game and for some reason he then decides to personally attack a former premiership teammate of his in Kane Corns. Now, he accused Kane of, of saying things deliberately and purely to get a click, which is a big accusation to make. I would put it out there, Hutchie, that Damien Hardwick, by attacking Kane, is doing exactly what he's accusing Kane of. That is, getting people to divert their attention from his poorly performed team to this point of this season, knowing all media are going to go and take away... Ha, Dimmer attacks Kane, yep. and that's what they've done for the next three days. I, I, I think he, he meant no harm by his comments. He was just calling it as he saw it on the click stuff. He well, doesn't, doesn't really understand what he's saying. No, 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 he's, no, no, he, no, no, no. He's no. hanging on to what... Um, no, he, he knows what he's saying, Hutchie. He knows what he's saying. They're not, they're not silly, Hutchie, these coaches. And what I can't wait to see is... is if and he's, he is aggressive. If he's coaching Port next year, Damien, just what that relationship looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but just to put a footnote on that, it, it is... People think we navel gaze. Yes, we do. But it is healthy. Nothing wrong with, I disagree with Kane on this, there's nothing wrong with people talking about people who have opinions. That's okay. <laughs> and a lot of, you can build a great round of golf hitting on off the tee. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I suppose Kane had the opinion on the people having an opinion on him. Yep. So now we've had an opinion on Kane's opinion of people having an opinion on Kane. Yeah. <laughs> If well, anyone out there wants to have an opinion of our opinion on Kane's opinion of their opinion on Kane, please let us know. And then if anyone wants to have an opinion on their opinion on their opinion of our opinion of Kane's opinion on Kane, let us know. What's your opinion on viewing? Booing. Booing. Well, at the risk of sounding righteous, because I'm sure I've been, you know, my younger days a booer myself, Damo. Society, and 70 or 80% of people would have a different view. Yep. It was wrong and inappropriate to boo Buddy Franklin. It, it was It was abhorrent. If you don't understand or recognise the symbolism of that, of a great champion 10 years after Adam Goods and the Sydney Swans were last at the MCG and think that's inappropriate, you're in the wrong game. Yep. 
It's just plain wrong. Now, the the people go, oh, well, why can you be buddy and not this person? That, but there, there are absolutely clearly no fly zones in booing, right? Indigenous players, mental health, uh, young players, you know, those that can't, you know, like Tom Stewart said this week he probably deserves the booze. You know, I just think there's an area of absolute emphatic no-fly. I would rather no one boo anyone. I'm I'm probably a little less concerned about the um, senior experienced player who did something wrong on the field and who earned it. But I, if I had my choice, no one there. would boo ever. Backstory there, Tom Stewart uh, yep. inadvertently hurt Dion Prestia last year at Richmond. Return match this year. Big suspension, rightful suspension. Knows it's going to come in, in that context. And, so there's a nuance to the, the boo there. And peop- the, the fault argument is people say, ah, oh, well, it's just part of our way of showing our passion and interest in the game and he's their best player and it's just... Like, it doesn't matter what you think. Hmm. It is about how your, your your actions are viewed by that who receives it. And that's f- the point I want to pick on, Hutchie, pick up on. Offensive. It's, it's how the person is receiving it. And, and now we know that Buddy Franklin is receiving it adversely because that's why his own club has gone on the front foot post-match initially, like straight away. Yep. Coach John Longmire. Yesterday, Tom Harley volunteers his time on your product, SEN Yesterday. Statements delivered in email form via Collingwood's media operations and, and, and Darcy Moore, who is becoming the statesman of the game in the shortest period of time as a captain in a very significant way. Beautiful words there. And then the AFL after Collingwood's statement. So that's the bit I want to pick up on, Hutchie. I, I can't believe we're back here again talking about this. Now, I don't know, Hutchie, and how would I know if the booing on Buddy Franklin was racist-driven? I, I, I wouldn't know that. But all I can tell you is that was my first reaction to hearing it on the weekend, that yeah. it was. And in actual fact, what your intent is, um, is, is almost irrelevant. I think this. it's irrelevant, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. And now, and it's okay for you and I to say that, and, and, and this is the other part of this debate too, we, we often talk about this, the more you ask people not to do something, the more they're going to do it. We know that. But what I would ask, not ask, no, I'm not going to ask it, I'll just what I would suggest people to do, go and read what Darcy Moore said. And, and if you're a Collingwood supporter, he's he's doing all he can to to try and take you with him on, on his views, don't do it. And if Darcy Moore can't do it, I don't think yep. anyone's got any chance, have they? Of, of convincing, to your yeah, point, the, the people... Because people will convince themselves... It's a, it's people a, convince themselves they weren't being racist with Adam Goulds. Now, again, I have a different view on that. I don't want to back over that. It's a but they convinced themselves they weren't. Yep. And, and and I'm not convinced that they actually weren't. And, and who, who are you to understand your own um, casual racism in your being own... Being part pers- of it. Persona, because yeah. you, 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 by extension, you're not, you can't self-diagnose it anyway. Don't boo. The... Yeah, challenge with the whole issue is that it's a toothpaste out of the tube issue, right? This is—it's very hard to put the th- because you get replacement booers from here. You get this portion of society who would never boo, and that's most. You get a small portion who were booing, and go, "Okay, I've heard the reaction to this, and I now I'm going to stop." But what we got coming now is the replacement booers, mm. the the righteous who go. Well, hang on a minute. I, I, I won't be told what I can. I and won't can't be do. told what I can and can't do, and I've got no problem with Buddy or Horn Francis. But, but I'm, I'm going to boo him. But I'm going to boo anyway yeah. to make. I'm going to boo the fact I'm being told not to. Yep. And that's what's the replacement booers are the are the real problems here. And yep. I and I think it's going to be. Um, I fear it's going to be bad on the weekend with Horn Francis because 
I think the replacement boomers will come mm. as a result of this. Just don't do it. Yeah. You know, a 19-year-old kid who's had his share of mental health issues, yes. I think. He's he's got, well, there, there's a public element yep. to that being yeah, out there. Yeah. Yep. And he's a precocious talent that we yep. want in the game. Noise is okay. Noise is okay. But the boom. Yeah. yeah just remove it. And, I, and, and, the I, pre- I, and the way the... The way to combat this is by the alternate cheer, and I hope that we see um, where possible on neutral grounds, like MCD is on neutral ground. It's kind of at seventy-one thousand there, and the Swans probably had five or six. But you know, we need the alternate voice of cheer. Hmm. But just one final word, like, for, for whatever Buddy Franklin is going to go, maybe straight in as a legend, not not just a member of the Australian Football Hall of Fame, but a legend at some stage, Hutchie. So, but at some stage, so let's go with 15, 20 years down the track, people are going to reflect on that career and, and, and praise it, rightly so. But there's going to be a portion of society and maybe a portion of Collingwood supporters who will need to, I think, should look back and go, the last time I saw him at the MCG in round eight, 2023, I booed him. And, and, and I don't know why. Yep. People, people don't realise their own uh, culpability in this. Yeah. Maybe reflect on it now rather than later, but that might be enough for us to, uh, yep. to do it. Um, Hawthorne racism, you got a view on that? Uh, my view is just shared by the rest of the football world. It is Wrap it up. gone yep. way too long, has not been handled quickly enough or efficiently enough, and is causing um, untold damage on both sides of the... And, yep. And I know that um, the challenge appears to be the need to get, quote-unquote, a deal, which Carrie mentioned last night. I don't think it's a deal issue. I think you, you, you'd arrive at a ruling... And you deliver it and you live with the consequences. Yeah. They do like to find a, an outcome. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that there there is one here. You're gonna, no. oh, there, be... there, were never, there was never going to be, Hutchie. And that's why I won't back away from the yeah. fact that no matter what happens here, that Hawthorne Footy Club itself needs to be sanctioned. This is my opinion and my opinion only. Yep. But their, their handling of the investigation, which they instigated with good intent, and I want to keep backing over that because I, I honestly believe that. I think they went in with in the right headspace yep. to try and determine what happened. But in terms of the actual investigation itself and how the people being accused of the, the most hideous forms of behaviour under a football club operation weren't alerted to the investigation and, and more pertinently not given a right of reply within that investigation and then for all of that contents of that investigation to just be and I don't want to use the word lumped with the AFL to deal with and Hawthorne just walking away from it I, I find that really poor and and I, that's why I feel that the club itself should be sanctioned when it's all played through I mean what I would say is Hawthorne are the are the very popular one to blame in all this and I suspect they'll get the big fine at the end because if you look at who's the easy target here they're, they're an easy one to, to blame in all this yeah yep but but I don't I don't back away from that being a strong view of mine that, yep. that they should cop it yeah but they will. Hey, by the way, just my shout out of the week, um, my media shout out of the week is to the Channel Nine Sport uh, Rugby League cameraman in Sydney, <laughs> who has to get Danny Wilder in the phone me in two shots. Is it in the contract of those cameramen? It is. Yeah, you sit down and negotiate the cameraman deals before we get started. Did you get more for the two shot? Clause. Well, he should be on two-shot bonuses for Danny Wilder because Danny Wilder, as we know, is the frame-in original in Australia. That's how frame-in began. It's Weedler, Hutchie. They're Weidler, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, he um, he's an outstanding rugby league He's very reporter. good. Broken a lot of stories over Leads a long the, period of time. But he got the exclusive of Peter Valiani's going off to Vegas on Thursday at the airport, yep. which... Um, 
I suppose in one respect was a little um, fortuitous for both of them because <laughs> he unfortunately missed Magic Round on the weekend. So there's no questions asked from that point on that he was off doing genuine business in Vegas. And by the way, you know my views on this. I believe the Vegas game is a winner and they should get it up. But to get like on the walk. You, you, you were the airport king yeah. of journalism. Now, take us yep, through okay, how there this we go. Right yeah. So at airports, you've got these following problems to deal with. One, the car park. Yep. Because it's difficult to park temporarily and get yep. your gear out. Two, the entry point. The cameraman is always paranoid about the car park. In fact, <laughs> they spend too much time talking about the car park, which can put you off your game. You got to de- you got to get the cameraman and the car park under control before you arrive. Because they, I don't know of any cameraman that didn't lose their marbles about the the logistics of parking. Cameraman buys trade our logistics people. Number three, you've and then, you're not. You've then got the... You're prepared to lose cars, and you have lost yep. cars over the journey just to get the story. You've got the staffer at the airport who is not sure whether you've been cleared to be in that city area or otherwise. Yeah, and you, so you have to kind of pacify them. Yeah. Then you've got to find the subject. That's the hardest part. That on the few times you made me do it or I did it, you, you've had to work out where they're going to walk in. Yeah, you weren't great at airports. No, I, I got a couple. I you, got a couple. You got better. We got Dusty the morning he went to the before he got on the plane in, to go to GWS. That was him, a pretty good get. We got him in Melbourne, Sydney, and at the ground. <laughs> and at the ground. Three <laughs> times. We had three squads set up that you know day. That, you that, know was, that was clinical. Three squads set up that day. You that was right. the only day I think I landed in the airport one. But yeah, we worked on that together. And 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 Ma- Masai was up there. Yeah, we got Masai in an event. Got Masai at GWS with Dusty. Yep, pretty good footage. Famous right? pictures now. And they're even more famous that press release them saying that they, they're pulling out. Yes, <laughs> after that. Yeah. But then he also had to get um, Danny in shot with Melanis. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at the frame here, and we'll share it on our socials, he's actually managed to get more than 50% share of frame. <laughs> well, he's, mate, a big man. <laughs> mate, he's a big well, man. He's a big man. No, he's a massive man. Uh, for a moment there, I thought Valenius was interviewing Danny about his views. <laughs> Outstanding. So, well done. The frame in areas are magnificent. Peter Volandis has done the walk and talk. The Wilder gets a... Uh, uh, Weedler. Weedler gets Weidler. a story. Weidler. I don't know why One of the two. There's a, there's a DL, anyway. Gets the story, and away we go. Yeah. Um, now, we like in... Well, I, I often raise the Herald Sun or News Limited issues. Oh, really? Catchy. I've got a new... They've got a new word. They've got it. It only emerged this week, actually. You know, the the rarity. There's rarity words, which yep. which obviously click, and then there's hook. There's hook words, or which make people click. Not necessarily the content, but, and this is the new word, Hutchie, and this is on watch now. This word, the word is drops on the homepage of the Herald Sun one day last week, which I uh, yep. had a look at. In the first among the first seven stories, there were there were these three click headlines. Dylan drops. Big hint on preferred grand final start time. Two stories beneath that. Fiona Patton drops late night blast about future. And then two stories below that. Serena drops bombshell. Drops. Yeah, I think what they're doing. I think what they're doing here is getting getting all the keywords a good run ahead of the AI coming. I think they're going to give three months. So these are the words we need you to feed in. The right. AI starts to regulate the patterns, and then yeah. about October from now, the workforce looks a little different. So, attacks is another word. Attacks yep. is another word in in a, in a headline click. Yep. And, and if everyone, if anyone apologises, even if it's the most heartfelt, genuine, from the core of one's being apology, it's so and so, so and so issues. What's the word I'm after, Hutchie? What's the word I'm about to drop? Groveling. groveling. It's always a groveling yep. apology, even though it's often not. Yeah, short buzzwords like drops and hook and arouse has emerged and all those little keywords, stoush, they're all pretty popular words. Did I saw the Australian Financial Review 
by the way, we mentioned them earlier, yep. followed up your story last week that better were for sale. Was that in the financial review, was it? Yeah, better have put themselves there up you go. for well, sale after a We've been all over that for the last no, two not months. not we. The past you, two months. I, I still don't know that to be true, but it's been in the AFR on the back of... Well, here's this uh, first paragraph of that story. Better, the news corporation-backed wagering group, yep. launched last year, has put itself up for sale after receiving inbound interest. There's three bylines of that story. Does that mean that, that they've got three listeners of ours on the, <laughs> at the AFR? Well, we did even hint at that as... as Far back is two months ago, and we went pretty hard with it last week. That Not it was we, Damo, you. <laughs> Don't rule we, well, you. Well, I've, I've told you to use News Limited uh, vernacular. I've got impeccable sources in this space, Hachi. Yeah, you do. I've got, is who, it high who, uh, industry sources? Who writes the source in the Herald Sun? That's interesting. That is interesting. I've had a few. People put to me. I've had two particular names. If you don't know who... I've had two particular names put to me. But you know what? I don't want to go with them just yet, Hutchie, because I haven't yet been able to get to the bottom of it. I haven't actually got around to getting to the bottom of it. (laughs) You know exactly who writes it. No, I've been... Who writes the source in the Herald Sun? I've been told who writes it. I just need a bit more time to to do some due diligence on it. Well, I don't want to fly a kite, Hutchie, like that organisation does themselves. And why... If there's two of them, why would they not have... There's multiple people. Co-bylines. I need to get to the bottom of it. Leave it I'm, with me. I'm going to park it. I'd like you to. I'll try. I'll I'd try like next to, week. I'd like you to get to the to bottom, get bottom of it. Of it. I, I will try. Um, I think we've run out of time, because I want to get the champion data, Hutchie, but I have, might have to park that one as well. I'll, I will bring that to our list as we better get to question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. A lot of questions about your appearance on the Howie Gaines. We've uh, dealt with that probably uh, unnecessarily too long off the top of our show, so I'll uh, leave all those questions to the side. I might do quick, two quick ones here, Hutchie. Cam on Twitter, does writing opinion under the headline save you from lawsuits when you make up stories? <laughs> I reckon that is a view shared by a lot of people in the public, that that, yep. <laughs> that people just make things up for the starters, and, and B, the opinion component to it might save you. No... A, you know, cu- a couple of aspects of that question, Cam, as Hutchie works out what he was to say. I, I will say, no journos, even the ones I don't like, no one makes stuff up in, 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 in a, as a starting point. And secondly, no, the, the opinion component to it won't save you from any uh, fallout legally should it come. There, there might be a mitigation component to it, but it will not spare you if it goes down that path. Opinions once upon a time were neither right nor wrong. They were merely an opinion. <laughs> That's right. Now they're right or wrong to a point. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't offend. They're right or wrong this for the section reader of the public. Before they even read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, look, it's, it's a complex issue, Cam, and it's a, it's a good question. But, uh, yeah, my answer to that is, is as it was. Uh, Tim on Tim W on Twitter, gotcha questions are alive and well at AFL. Presses, e.g., is it a failure if you don't make finals? Responses by Brian Cook and Adam Chera has raised the ire of Carlton fans. So it definitely works, but... Is this a pathway we really want to go down as an industry? I thought it was a really well-framed question of Brian Cook by the 3RW team, to be fair. And it came at the very end of the interview when he was just letting his guard down to leave. He clearly hadn't thought through the right response to that. And he bought time. I heard yeah. it played back and he bought time. And he repeated the question, bought and, time, and which is what you do. I think he's running the exercise in real time in his head saying, if I say finals or bust, that's the headline. And so he gave a practical answer in his mind, but he got it wrong. 
I don't think it was the right way to answer the question. And, and let's remind people what he said. He said it won't. He personally, didn't think it would be the end of the world, which is not really what you want to hear from the CEO. Now, there was a way to say, but he, by the way, he's been th- thirty years bulletproof on these interviews, Brian. So, not a criticism. But I thought he, what he could have said was, "We are aiming and aspiring to play finals. We feel we have the team to do it, and we have the confidence and faith that we can get there this year." Yeah, and it's round seven as we speak. We're going yep. into round eight, and and let's see what the year holds. Yeah, you know, we've like, got big hopes for the year. You don't need to actually put yourself in a position on yeah. either end of that argument. The, the concept of gotcha journalism to Tim W. I didn't think it was a gotcha question. question. No, it was I a didn't fair either. minor question. Yeah. I, 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 I get the concept of the gotcha stuff. And, and I'm, again, Hutchie, I'm not washing my hands of ever doing gotcha. I have. I, I know I have. But I, I seek to not do it now under the guise of gotcha um, because I just think it's pretty weak, to be honest with you. I, I really do. And, and you have a similar view, don't you? I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but – the gotcha journalism that, that is out there, and there's a yeah. place for it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and the, what, what I will say about that, though, is I think I think it's right to hold people accountable for what comments. What, Th- that's fair enough, isn't it? What we're seeing right now, though, emerge is the reverse gotcha. And we should look out for the reverse gotchas. <laughs> Here we go. I saw one the other day. I don't know. Actually, I'll... I can see your brain just ticking now. So you've introduced the validators, the manufacturers, and now we've got the reverse gotchas. The reverse gotcha. <laughs> So the reverse gotcha is ask the journalist back the same question you're being asked to see if they can actually even put remote uh, knowledge around it. The, I don't mind that. He was the he was what John Longmire did the other day when he was asked about why Ollie Florent was playing in the back pocket. Can you talk us through thinking there? It probably wasn't the, the matchup that most of us were expecting. Who were you expecting? I guess uh, two other options there. Who? It was Brayden Campbell, whoever. Braden, you just said he was, a, he was a bit younger on him at the last stoppage and he got a goal on him. Who were the other options you've got for him? No, just one thing to throw it up. You've got to have an option. I thought he was actually, you know, he's been pretty good at defensive stuff. So John sensed weakness in the journalist that they didn't perhaps have an answer to the question they were asking either. And he asked it back. And, and journalists are so poor at answering questions, aren't they? Not used to it. They, they were fumbling, you know. And we've seen, I I've seen a reverse gotcha in every presser. Yeah. Sorry. Once a weekend in a presser over the last month in the AFL. I'll start calling them out for you so you see them. And well done, coaches. The reverse gotcha's on. On that, Hachi, um, just when I was doing the beat, so to speak, Mick, Mick Malthouse was the greatest learning tool of all time. He was a great reverse gotcha. You, you knew, if you were going to ask him any question, you knew you had to have two, yep. two or three ready to go Sheets straight too. away. And forevermore, I was I always had my mind in, in that in that zone, yeah. no matter who I was interviewing, be ready, be ready for the comeback. <laughs> and some, the first time it happens to you, you're not, yeah. are you? You're not. And, and thank God there weren't oh, cameras on some of the, the press conferences I would have done years as ago. Journalists as a, as a creed, we're pretty good at answering, asking questions and very poor at answering them. Yeah. And so the reverse gotcha is a great get out of jail card for coaches and of a popular one among fan bases too. It might even be being taught, you reckon, at the club level these I, days. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I, I thought John's reverse like gotcha that we just played there was I like that. spot on. I like the way you phrase and couch terms around practices and reverse gotcha's got to be, a, I think, a sounding board staple, Hutchie. <laughs> that was episode 15, series eight of the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.